to Pinsir. This at Angeles. We're now in season four, episode fifty-five of this podcast. And this time we'll be discussing another interesting topic about navigating the financial horizon. For today's podcast episode, we have invited the former CEO of the Sydney Stock Exchange and presently the Group Chairman of Marbank International, Mr. Michael Goh, as he shares with us his valuable insights on the financial market developments in Australia and its significant relevance our virtual economy. So let's get started. Thank you for listening to Fin Circle and welcome to our podcast. The financial sector has always been on the center of innovation, adaptation, and transformation. For this year, 2024, this trend will certainly continue with a host of factors shaping the financial landscape. From the demonetization in 2016 to the current wave of AI-driven changes, the finance sector is in the midst of a significant evolution. Back in 2016, for instance, India took a historic step by demonetizing high-denomination currency notes. The move aimed to curb black money, promote digital transactions, and formalize the economy. While the immediate aftermath saw a period of adjustment and inconvenience, the long-term impact has been transformative. Consequently, there are several developments transpired. Number one. Digital payments flourished. The monetization served as a catalyst for the digital payments revolution. 
the adoption of digital wallets, UPI-based payments, and mobile banking skyrocketed. And this shift not only improved financial inclusion, but also laid the foundation for a more transparent financial ecosystem. Number two, formalization of economy. The move pushed many informal businesses and transactions into the formal economy. This not only increased tax revenues, but also provided easier access to credit for businesses. Fast forward to 2024, the financial sector is undergoing another wave of transformation driven by artificial intelligence and digital technologies. Here are some lists of activities that somehow influences the digital transformation and adaption on the financial industry in general. Number one, AI-powered banking. Artificial intelligence is revolutionizing banking and finance, and AI-driven chatbots assist customers 24 by 7, providing quick answers to queries and streamlining customer service. AI algorithms analyze vast datasets to detect fraud, assess credit risk, and optimize investment portfolios. Number two, personalized financial services. AI enables the creation of personalized financial services. Banks and financial institutions can tailor offerings to individual customer needs. From customized investment advice to personalized savings plan. Number three, risk management. AI enhances risk management by analyzing real-time data to identify potential market shifts, credit risk, and fraud patterns. And this proactive approach allows for better risk mitigation. Number four, blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Blockchain technology is making inroads in finance, offering secure and transparent transaction records and cryptocurrencies are gaining acceptance as an alternative investment in payment methods. Number five, financial inclusion. Digital transformation is expanding financial inclusion, reaching underserved populations with banking services through mobile apps and digital platforms. While these changes are undoubtedly positive, they also come with challenges. Data privacy, for instance, cybersecurity, and the need for workforce upskilling are among the concerns. Furthermore, striking a balance between automation and the human touch remains a challenge as well. In 2024, the finance sector stands at the intersection of legacy and innovation the impact of the monetization lingers, serving as a reminder of the sector's resilience and adaptability. AI and digital transformation are propelling the industry into new frontiers 
promising greater efficiency, accessibility, and personalization. As we navigate the evolving landscape, one thing is very clear. Finance will continue to be a dynamic and exciting field, shaped by innovation and the changing needs of the digital age. Welcome to another exciting episode of Fin Circle, the podcast where we delve into the intricate world of finance, exploring the challenges, opportunities, and trends in shaping our digital economy. Is your host, Ed Angelis, and today we're truly honored to have a distinguished guest with us, Mr. Michael Goh the former Chief Executive Officer of the Sydney Stock Exchange and the current Group Chairman of the Marbank International. Welcome to FinCircle, Michael. Thank you, Ed. Welcome to be here. Um, it's much appreciated. It's an honor to be, be with you. Thank you for joining us, Michael. To kick things off, could you enlighten our listeners about what is a stock exchange? and it's a vital role in our digital economy. Drawing from your experience leading the Sydney Stock Exchange. Absolutely, Ed. A stock exchange acts as a regulated marketplace where buyers and sellers trade financial instruments. In the, in the digital economy, it serves as the backbone facilitating capital flow and supporting economic growth. During my tenure at the Sydney Stock Exchange, we focused on a number of things. Uh, we looked at enhancing market transparency and accessibility through innovative technologies, notably introducing block blockchain-based data and transparency systems, reducing transparent transaction reporting times and costs. We also were the first to allow a company to IPO where investors were able to invest using select digital currencies. This was a successful process and the exchange subsequently won a significant award across Asia. So really great fun. These initiatives greatly contributed to the increased investor confidence and liquidity, positioning us as a leader in technological innovation within the region. Given your extensive experience, Michael, what do you perceive as the main volatility risk in the global market today? And which direction do you believe these markets are headed? So that's an interesting question, Ed. The current global market is grappling with a number of things, including the heightened geopolitical uncertainties and the impact of economic shifts, which lead to increased volatility. However, I think we're heading towards a period of stabilization and growth. The markets seem to be showing resilience due to factors influencing the market, such as the global adoption of sustainable investing practices and advancements in technology. It's crucial for investors to navigate this landscape with a focus on diversification and a keen understanding of the underlying economic fundamentals. And as usual, and I'll, I'll say this quite often, it's crucial for them to seek professional advice before investing. That's a very good point there, Michael. Shifting our focus to the Australian financial markets, what are the challenges and opportunities that we currently face? And are there common misconceptions about the markets that you would like to address? Yeah, the Australian financial markets present exciting opportunities, especially with the current emphasis on sustainable finance and in particular renewable energy investments. However, like any market, there are challenges such as regulatory complexities 
and the need for increased ESG, environmental, social and governance awareness. There's a common misconception that I'd like to address, which is the notion that sustainable investing sacrifices returns. In fact, studies have shown that integrating ESG factors into investment decisions can enhance long-term returns and reduce risk. So it's important for investors to have a clear understanding of the positive impact that responsible investing can have on both financial returns and of course the planet. So it's crucial for them again to, to ensure that they do as much research as they can and speak to a professional uh, when they're ready to invest. Fully agree on that, uh, Michael. Anyway, having led a Tier 1 licensed stock exchange in the Asia-Pacific region, what were the most difficult hurdles you encountered during your term? And what takeaways do you have from those experiences? Great question, Ed. Look, leading a Tier 1 licensed stock exchange comes with its unique set of challenges. But one of the most significant hurdles was navigating the rapidly evolving regulatory landscape, particularly in the context of emerging technologies like blockchain. This requirement um, requires innovative solutions, such as collaborating with regulators to establish a framework that balances innovation and investor protection. It's always the balancing act. There are many valuable lessons about the importance of adaptability and proactive engagement with stakeholders it also reinforces the need for strong partnerships with regulatory bodies to foster a conducive environment for financial innovation. You know, these kind of, of lessons shape our approach to leadership and st strategic decision-making, not just in Australia, but globally. Shifting gears to cryptocurrency, how's the regulatory landscape in Australia currently? And are there noteworthy developments our listeners should be aware of? Mm, that's Well, that's a really spot-on um, question, Ed, uh, because cryptocurrency regulation in Australia is evolving rapidly. You know, currently there's a focus on enhancing consumer protection and preventing financial crime through more robust regulatory measures, which is fair enough. One noteworthy development is the government's recent commitment to develop a comprehensive regulatory framework for digital assets, providing clarity for investors and industry participants. It's a dynamic space and uh, regulatory clarity is crucial for fostering response, responsible growth and investor confidence. Exploring the interconnectedness of financial markets, uh, Michael, is the cryptocurrency market affected by the stock market? And if so, why do you think this is the case? Indeed, yeah, indeed. There, there, there is a notable correlation between the cryptocurrency and stock markets, um, if not formally acknowledged by too many people. But the correlation is influenced by factors such as investor sentiment, macroeconomic trends, institutional involvement as well. Investors often view both markets as part of their diversified portfolio, and developments in one market can impact the other. So, for instance, during periods of economic uncertainty, investors may seek refuge in alternative assets like cryptocurrencies, just as they do with commodities. It's a fascinating dynamic that reflects the ever-evolving nature of modern finance. It's crucial for people to always keep on top of uh, current situation and to ask before they invest. Moving on to the practical aspects, uh, Michael. 
how is cryptocurrency taxed in Australia at this point in time? And what should our listeners realistically expect regarding taxation? Yeah, that, it's, that's an interesting one. Um, I'm, I'm not a tax expert, I'll say up front. However, cryptocurrency taxation in Australia is an ever-evolving area. As far as I'm aware, currently the Australian Tax Office at the ATO treats cryptocurrency as property for tax purposes. This means that capital gains tax may apply when you dispose of the cryptocurrency. However, it's important for listeners to stay informed as, as regulatory frameworks are subject to change as, as usual. I'd advise listeners to keep meticulous records of their cryptocurrency transactions as usual and seek professional advice and stay updated on any, any changes in tax regulations to ensure compliance. Looking ahead, Michael, what's your outlook on the future of digital assets, considering your wealth of experience in the financial industry? Mm. Yeah, great. It's, it's really interesting. You know, personally, I, I think the future of digital assets is incredibly promising. We're witnessing a paradigm shift in our assets are represented and traded. Blockchain technology in particular is revolutionizing traditional financial systems, providing increased transparency and efficiency. The tokenization of assets from real estate to fine art to sports opens up new avenues for investment and liquidity. So I believe digital assets will play a pivotal role in the shaping of the future of finance, democratizing access to investments and fostering innovation. It's an exciting time for the financial industry as we explore the vast potential of digital assets. And let me also touch on, on the recent approval of, of spot Bitcoin ETFs in the US and noting that there's a lot of press about the way they operate being low risk versus investing in Bitcoin directly. And I would note that whilst investing in a basket that tracks the performance of Bitcoin, you are protected from the vagaries of things like, you know, the wallets, whether it's a, a, your own wallet or someone else's wallet. And the fact the underlying is, is uh, it does help in, in the trust by the issuer when it's held in trust. You also don't have to deal with unlicensed platforms as they're officially termed rather than exchanges uh, and deal with regulated entities, you know, whether they be issuers or, um, or stock exchanges. So the one thing that, that can be overlooked is the fact that the ETFs, still relies on the performance and stability of the underlying asset and anything that impacts that, all right? Other than this, I think it's good to see new asset classes introduced with regulatory frameworks around them. And again, I always suggest you seek professional advice when continuing any investment, as opposed to simply listening to your, your local Finfluencer. Growing on your extensive experience, Michael, any word of advice that you can give to our stakeholders, clients, and peers alike with regards to this subject matter? Yeah, um, absolutely, Ed. My advice would be to stay informed and embrace a holistic approach to financial decision-making. So in these dynamic markets, adaptability and a commitment to continuous learning are key. Explore the possibilities offered by new technologies and sustainable investing practices. Additionally, seek Seek guidance from trusted financial advisors who can provide tailored insights based on your individual goals and risk tolerance. 
It's not a one-size-fits-all. I suggest ignoring the advice of unlicensed fifflers, as I said earlier, who may not have an arm's-length approach and perhaps may be looking to steer the discussion or the market or the asset in a certain price direction for their own or even perhaps a sponsor's benefit. The financial landscape is evolving, and I think those who approach it with an open mind and a willingness to embrace the innovation are likely to thrive in this ever-changing environment. Very well said. Are there any initiatives that you're currently working on, Michael, that you would like to share with our podcast listening audience? And most importantly, what are the easiest way of reaching you? Certainly, Ed. A number of things that I'm involved in uh, that are quite interesting. So one of them is involved with media and and the perception of, of correcting uh, media aimed at individuals or organizations and correcting those in public. It's called media.com and we're, we're quite well down the track with the launch of that in, in the United States. Um, also financial literacy and payments, especially in the context of emerging digital technologies and sustainable finance. So I believe that educating individuals about these topics is crucial for making informed decisions. I'm also launching a neuropsychology business in Singapore as the headquarters for Asia called Go Neuro Asia, with the aim of providing direct support for those with mental health in the region. It's really exciting. And as for reaching me, the easiest way is through my LinkedIn profile, where I regularly share insights and engage with the community. So feel free to connect and continue the conversation. Thank you so much, Michael, for providing us your profound insights into the challenges and opportunities within the Australian financial market as well as the broader financial landscape and the digital economy as a whole. We wish you continued success in your endeavors. Thanks, Ed. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to engaging with FinCircle in the future. Thank you very much. sincere appreciation to Mr. Michael Goh on sharing us his insightful views on its critical importance of the financial sector to our present virtual economy. We would like to hear from you. Share us your thoughts regarding our topics send us a message on the Anchor Voice message box. Your message could end up on our future podcast episode. 
make sure you never miss any episodes of Pin Circle by clicking the subscribe button or follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, Audible, Overcast, TuneIn, Castbox, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm, and affiliated podcast platform. You can also reach us on our website at fincircle.wordpress.com and our Facebook page at Fincircle Podcast. This concludes our podcast episode today. Thank you for listening on Fincircle. This is Ed Angelus. Let's catch up again soon.